This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Women's Church, June the 14th, 2020, our first Sunday morning worship service back in the sanctuary. If you're not able to join us, we're glad you're joining us here through the social media pages. And we'll be starting our service in just a few minutes. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you in the house of the Lord. Looking good. Praise the Lord. Everybody's sort of scattered out. I got some on the front. Though. Ain't that something? That's amazing. <laughs> Welcome back to church. Our first Sunday here at the Pine Level BH Church for the inside service. And we're so thankful that you're here this morning. We appreciate all those that are 
but they had decided to stay home and watch it by live stream. We appreciate you also. Uh, we just thank God for everybody and all, each and every one this morning. We're so thankful. Uh, I was asking Joe about it. I said, why is it so dark in here? He said, I didn't know. I said, I guess because I've been outside while the lights are. It's so dark, I can't hardly see. But anyway, but we'll, it's good to be back in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm going to ask everybody, if you would, let's stand this morning. If you would, we, things are going to be a little bit different today, as you know. Uh, we're going to practice the CDC uh, guidelines as close as we can. We appreciate all the personnel that's been helping us out, folks in the parking lot, folks in the foyer. Uh, as you know, none of the back of the building is being used at all. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do what we can to, to stay safe. When you leave this morning, as we know, we're going to leave starting at the back, and they're going to do it by, like you would leaving a wedding or a funeral row by row. And when you go out to, when you go out to foyer, just don't be stopping. Just go all the way out to the parking lot. That way you can scatter out and you can talk. And if there's anything going on in the wind to take you somewhere else, it won't be right on you. But we're all thankful that you're here this morning. Let me make a couple announcements right quick. Uh, uh, tonight, so we know Sunday night, because uh, all we're doing right now is a, is a Sunday morning service uh, like we've been doing uh, it'd be for the next few weeks. And I don't know what's going on with the stuff they're talking about. Uh, uh, possibility putting out another stay-at-home rule. So I don't know. It all depends. This, this coronavirus keeps climbing and climbing. Uh, but anyway, we know God is able to take care of things. But tonight at 6 o'clock, we know Sister Erica uh, will be having the uh, youth service uh, live stream tonight. There's going to be a special guest tonight, I understand. I don't know who this is, but they're only a foot and a half tall. It's 18 inches tall. I don't know who that is. Where's uh, Jody Grace? Jody Grace, you're taller than 18 inches, right? Yeah, okay. So it's not Jody Grace. So uh, anyway, it's going to be a foot and a half tall. That's who's going to be uh, the guest uh, tonight. Uh, so let's be much in prayer for that. Wednesday night Bible study uh, will be uh, this coming Wednesday night. Brother Mac Perry, John 7, 40 through 53. John chapter 7, verses 40 through 53. Uh, then Tuesday night, that's uh, a deacon's meeting. Uh, Tuesday night deacon meeting, yeah. Is that 7 o'clock or 6.45? 6.45? 6.45 deacon meeting uh, 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 Tuesday night. So not forget, let's not forget that. <clears throat> so that's just a couple of announcements that, uh, that we have. <clears throat> this morning, uh, you know, we, do, we used to do an offering. Uh, this morning, the offering, is, the offering box will be at the back. Or, or, or it's set in the back, right? Or whatever. Uh, so you either put your offering in coming in or you put your offering going out. We're not going to have a, a pass in the plate and all that kind of good stuff this morning. So like I said, things will be a little bit different, but we'll get used to it. And God's going to help us and God's going to bless us. So uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to store. Uh, let me, uh, as we go to the Lord in prayer, you know, got any spoken prayer requests this morning? Right quick. Sister Lisa? Okay. 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 Brother Jerry, yeah. my nephew Chad Thompson is in the hospital. Um, he had to have emergency surgery yesterday. It was colon. Mm -hmm. so please remember him in prayers. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else? Okay. All right. Susan Parrish. She's battling Sister Pam, it's so good to see you this morning. She's doing well with her next surgery. 
as we know, she had a biopsy taken, and now they're working on this little this this thing called cancer. Uh, but we know God. As I, I like what she says. Though. I like what Pam says. Pam says God has got this. I had it put heard it put that way in so many in so many ways. But uh, God's got this, and that's what I want you to remember. God's got it. Don't sit around and worry with it. God's still God. If He healed a blind man, He raised the dead. He's able to take care of a little cancer. Amen. Somebody, what do you say? What's well, a little cancer? Well, it's, 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 you know, as I tell folks a lot of times, it's, it's, not a, it's not a big issue until it's your issue. When it's your issue, that's when it gets serious. Well, she's got a big issue with her right now. But you know what? To God, it's just a minute thing. And God's able to take care of this one. Anybody else right quick? Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Right quick. Sister, Sister Linda, August for surgery, hip, yeah. hip surgery. Okay, you've been running back and forth for Curtis over many years. Ain't you? <laughs> All right, anybody else? Also remember uh, Brother Randy Jones and his family, uh, especially his mother. Uh, God's going to intervene. Uh, Randy lost her brother. She lost her son very unexpectedly. So let's remember them in prayer this morning. Also remember uh, Sister Carolyn Edgerton. Uh, I told her yesterday she's got some issues going on with uh, she's having more oxygen now uh, continuously, 24 hours around the clock. Also, uh, she's going to be going through a catheterization. Uh, I think it's uh, next week or in a few days she'll be going through catheterization, like next Friday or something like that. Uh, they think that she may have some blockages, so uh, let's be lifting her up in prayer and ask the Lord to intervene. I understand Brother Jack is doing wonderful. His legs has just gone down. They look like legs now. They don't look crazy, so uh, we just appreciate the Lord for touching him and blessing him on that. Okay, anybody else right quick? Fix and go to prayer. All unspoken words of little hands this morning. Amen. I got a good friend of mine this morning. I want you to be much in prayer for. Uh, he's he's battling an addiction, and I'm just praying God's going to intervene and uh, just work miracles for him, and he's going to be able to just shut this stuff down and just release it all to the Lord, and God's going to bless him with it. Amen. Let's go to the Lord. Father in heaven, this morning we're so thankful. Father, it's so great to be back in the house of God. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, to be able, Lord, to. Father, it was good to have outside services, Lord. And, Father, they were wonderful, and your presence was very strong. And, God, we thank you for that. And, God, how you bless us throughout all this coronavirus and all this kind of stuff, Lord, that's going on. And, Lord, I just ask you, Lord, to continue, Lord, to bless now, Father, as we're back in the house of God. I pray for protection, Lord, for each and every one that's here today. I pray, God, Lord, you're going to intervene, God. You're going to just have your divine way this morning. Father, on behalf of every prayer request, Lord, Father, you've heard each and every one of them. You know exactly who they are, where they are, what's going on, and what they're facing this morning, Lord. And, Father, Lord, serious stuff, Lord, that people are looking at right now, Father. Father, from cancer to hip surgeries to, Father, blockages in the heart area, Lord, and all kinds of things that are happening this morning, Lord. But, Father, we're thankful for Jesus. 
and all that he did and all he accomplished because Lord he brought it all through the cross of Calvary Lord not only our salvation but Father also the healing of our body Lord and we're so thankful for that Lord and Father the same thing Jesus did he's still doing today and not only Lord is he doing today he's going to continue on doing it because the word of God declares Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever and Master we're so thankful this morning God for all you've done and all you're doing and Father I just ask blessings upon each and everyone that's here Father bless this service this morning Father, help us, Lord. Fathers, we would just unite ourselves together, Lord, under one accord, under one mind. And, Father, doing exactly what you'd have us to do. Father, I pray you bless every song that's on program this morning. I pray you would bless the praise team, the band this morning, God, everyone, Lord. We just look at, Lord, for a great time in Jesus' today. And, Father, we'll stand careful now to give you the praise, the glory and honor. Father, for us in Jesus' name we humbly pray. Amen. Before they come, let me make mention of one thing. I got it wrote down here and I overlooked it while we were praying. Um, how many believe that uh, Chief can you step forward there just a little bit come up here about where Max at you guys are family y'all can hug one if you want to even though you're an in-law he still loves you um, I got it on my note here uh, how many appreciate your police department Can I tell you something? If anybody needs prayer today, it's our policemen around America today. We got some stupid idiot people out there, and I just call it like it is. Absolutely stupid. Anytime you resist an arrest, you ask it for something. Whenever you come in contact with a policeman, you can rest assured it's a gunfight. Because the policeman's got a gun on his side. All of them do. And if he feels threatened, he has a right to pull it. If he feels threatened, he has a right to use it. So these folks out there that think they can just do anything they want to do, spit in the policeman's face, disrespect the policeman, disrespect that uniform, then he's got another thing coming. They're trying to demolish police departments all over America. Stupidest thing you could ever imagine. Can you imagine what your town would be like if you didn't have a police department? So I just want to make mention this morning, you folks, by the way, I hope some of you are listening out there that's doing some stupid mess. So look out, Pastor, you're, you're making yourself a target. Well, it is what it is. I'm smart enough to not only respect my police, but honor them today. You know what I'm saying? And I thank God for our police department. They're trying to take the money away from them. They're not getting paid enough now because they're willing to risk their life to save my life. Let me tell you something, folks. That takes a special individual. Police work is just like ministry work. Any and everybody can't do it. To me, you have to be called to be a policeman, a state trooper, or even a first responder or a firefighter. You have to be called to do that kind of stuff. It's not made for everybody. Everybody can't do it. But this morning, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer and pray for our police, our policemen all over America. New York City, our mayor, the mayor up there in New York City, they need to set him down and put somebody in there that's got some sense. You got policemen out in Minnesota, and, uh, Minneapolis, and all these places. Uh, people are just crazy. 
but it's a sign of the times. You know, we, we've preached for years and years and years. We're living in the last days. I want to tell you something, church, and I've said it before. We're not living in the last days anymore. We're living in the last hour. It ain't going to be long. Jesus soon coming. So we want to lift up all these people in prayer. Our first responders, our policemen, our state troopers, our uh, the, the uh, ICE police, all these guys. Uh, because of what they're having to go through right now. When I come along, yes, a young kid, what do you want to be to grow up? Is either a policeman or a fireman. Now there's nothing to look forward to to be a policeman or a fireman. But I believe it's going to come back. It's going to come back. So let's pray for these guys. Let's also pray for our government, uh, our United States government. Let's pray for our president. How many believe your president needs prayer this morning? Yeah. Let's lift brother, I mean, let's lift President uh, Donald Trump up in prayer this morning. And God's going to just intervene and bless him and help him. I just have to be one that believes he's the man of the hour at this particular time. The office is anointed, and I believe he's anointed. So let's just lift him up in prayer and ask God to protect him and help him and help him to do the wise thing. He don't do everything right all the time. He says some things sometimes he shouldn't say, but he's the president. We need to respect him also. So let's pray for him also this morning. So if you would, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Asher, we appreciate you this morning. I want you to know that. We love you and thank God for you. Uh, if there's anything that I can do as your pastor, you let me know. I'm willing to step out on the line with you if I have to. Because I know if I step out on the line, you will keep me behind you. That's a good thing. Amen. But we thank God for you, my friend, and we just appreciate you. Thank God for everything you do. Father, in Jesus' name this morning, Father, in a special way. Father, Master, when I say in a special way, I mean a special way, Lord, a very special way. Father, we lift up our law enforcement, Lord, all over America today. And Father, actually all over the world. But Father, truly here in America, Lord, our law enforcement, Lord, all of them, they need prayer. They need lifting up. They need strength. They need encouragement, Lord. Father, they need somebody to let them know that they care and they are thankful for what they do. And Father, the danger that they're in all the time, God. But Father, that somebody appreciates what they do Lord and Father this morning I want them to know everyone I hope some is watching by the way of internet you're looking at a man this morning you're listening at a man this morning that appreciates you that honors you that, that just are thankful for what you do and we pray for you often that God's going to keep his hands upon you he's going to bless you and he's going to meet every need in your life and God I just pray Lord for our government Lord that Father some way somehow their eyes can be turned back to Jesus uh, Father that the principles of the word of God can get back into the government where it needs to be Lord uh, I know they're saying separation of church and state and that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about what America was built on America was built on the principles of Almighty God uh, and Father Lord I'm praying Lord it's going to come back quick Lord Master we lift up our president this morning President Donald Trump God, you're going to bless him. You're going to strengthen him, God. You're going to help him, Lord, to do what needs to be done, Lord. Father, help him to make the right decisions, Lord. Do the right thing at the right time. And God, just keep it all under control. I pray, God, keep yourself under control. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what he does. We just appreciate him also. And I just ask, Lord, for your will to be done this morning, God, that you would just keep your protecting hand upon us all, Lord. And we'll thank you this morning. We love you. And we give you praise in Christ's name. We humbly pray. And everybody says, Amen, Brother Dan. I told them, I said, make sure you turn your microphones on. I forgot. If you're able to stand, keep on standing. If you're not, we understand. Let's sing every praise to our God.
amazing power revealing how we made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see and then i cried dear jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow jesus came and brought to me the victory thankful to be back in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Are you really thankful? I'm glad we got a church building to get into, aren't you? A lot of folks have to still do it out in trees, under the trees and places like that around the world. God's blessed Pine Level. Amen. And let me say we're so thankful for everything you do and how you have blessed uh, your church and how you have blessed one another. Uh, at this time, you know, we normally will be receiving an offering, but this morning we won't be doing it. As we said, you, 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 you can... You can give on your way out and give on your way in, ever how you want to do it. And we appreciate, <clears throat> let me tell you something, we appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, the Lord is really blessing us. Uh, it hadn't slowed down a bit. Uh, and it's because of you and you folks, by the way, of internet, folks that are giving online and different things. Uh, the Lord has really blessed us uh, <clears throat> financially, and, and we just appreciate that. The bishop has called me a couple of times. Uh, matter of fact, he called me this past week. He's called me a couple of times, checking on things, saying how we're doing. And uh, because he's really concerned about you, because he knows who your pastor is, <laughs> he's really concerned. About, he's really concerned about you. He wants to know how things are going. No, but but seriously, he's he's checking on us and make sure everything's okay if we need anything. And I just, 
I just shared with him how the Lord's blessing us. Uh, we got no complaints. God's really blessing. We thank God for that. The Lord's blessing us with new people and uh, different things are going on, and we're just so thankful for that this morning. Let me make. I forgot something while ago. At the end of the service, uh, the the 50-person uh, pig picking. I've uh, been selling tickets, and this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made to give tickets away. So uh, after the service, in another service, <clears throat> Sister K. Beasley's going to uh, uh, do whatever we do to get this drawing done and find out who, who's going to be the winner. Uh, she's also going to let us know who sold the most tickets, who sold the second most tickets. And uh, I can go ahead and let you know now. Uh, I got a surprise this morning that uh, I have been beat. Somebody sold more tickets than I did. And it didn't hurt my feelings a bit, I'll be honest with you. It made me feel good. Uh, but anyway, she'll let you know all that at the end of the service. And also, how many we got? How many of us sick of the souls of the Let me know that. We still like 51? How many we like? Uh, <laughs> We're over 1,000 tickets. Ain't that amazing? Uh, last week it was like 744 or something. I said, well, you know, God's going to come through for us. He's going to bless us. Folks are going to jump in and do the deal. So now we're over 1,000 tickets. You know what that means? At $5 a ticket, that's uh, $5,000 going to the bus. Huh? I bet old brother Mike Perry is proud when he goes up to the bank and he says, look, I want to uh, make a bus payment. And instead of making a regular bus payment, he gets to make seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 payments on that bus. And don't you know, he just grins from ear to ear. And the bank frowning a little bit because then, you know, because the more you quicker you pay it off, the less interest they're going to get. But what they got to understand, our interest in that bus is a whole lot greater than their interest is in that bus. So we're trying to do everything we can. And God bless you folks. You guys folks are doing great. You're doing good. And uh, we just thank God for you this morning. It's just a blessing to be able to be your pastor today and your pastor's wife. Ain't that right, Sister Judy? Amen. Let me say this morning, Sister Kim O'Neill is, uh, you won't believe this, but she's the daughter of Brother Frankie and Judy. Settle. And uh, that's her sitting up here on the front with him. I'm going to tell him what someone told me one time. Someone told me one time, I introduced my daughter to him. They said, well, she favors her mother because you still got your look. So you know, that's the only thing I can tell you. You still got your look, so she favors her mama. Amen. <laughs> God's good, Eddie. We appreciate you, uh, Sister Kim, for being with us this morning. We just want the Lord to bless you. Amen. Ain't God good? Right. Amen. Brother Joe, I didn't tell you. Can you get my CD out? Can you, can you, can you plug me in on uh I found a lily in the valley. I'm going to try that this morning. Just a surprise. It just come to me just a few minutes ago. We'll see what, what happens. Test it. One, two. Turn the mic on. One, two. Thank you. Make me sound good. If you don't make me sound good, just stop it now. Well, we'll just go ahead and preach. <laughs> He's got to find it first. We appreciate the goodness of God today. God is wonderful. All you smiling folks out there, I, you folks behind the mask are smiling anyway, ain't you? Huh? Come on. We got some folks out there wearing masks. Ain't that good? Joy, give us a volume where I can hear it. Praise the Lord. 
all alone and broken hearted trying to calm the raging battles in my mind in search of many answers my troubled soul just couldn't seem to find I saw flower blooming where there was no rain or sunshine. And I knew not that this flower would change the rest of my life. I found the lily in my valley. I found the strength when I was warm I found the place to leave my burden I found a refuge from the storm A place where I trade my dark sky To beam in rays of sunshine I found a lily in my valley And he blooms all the time So if you're down and broken hearted You just can't seem to find peace of mind You're searching for your answers Your problems are getting worse all the time This is all you gotta do Just reach your hand to Jesus He'll take you in He'll break the ties that bind He'll be your lily in your valley You can watch him bloom all the time He'll be your lily in your valley He'll be the strength when you're warm He'll be the place you leave your burden He'll be your shelter in the storm A place where you trade your dark sky To beam in rays of sunshine He'll be your lily in your valley And he'll bloom all the time I found that lily in my valley I found the strength when I was warm I found the place to leave my burdens He is the refuge from the storm A place where I traded my dark sky 
beaming rays of sunshine I found the lily in my valley And he blooms all the time Yeah, I found that lily in my valley And he blooms all the time All the time Praise the Lord. Let me believe that this morning. I found the lily in my valley. Thank God. God is so good to us this morning. Amen. Let me make one more thing. Let me make one more thing. Uh, Brother Marcus, don't let me forget. You want to announce what you're going to make at the end of this service. So don't let me forget that. I want to do that before we do the ticket thing. That'll be okay? Just remind me. You jump up and holler because you know I don't remember like I used to. Good. But things are getting better. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, I look at you folks out there with all these masks on and different things, and you're looking good. You really are. How many, there, how many remember that show called The Lone Ranger? And at the end of every one of those things, somebody would always say, who was that masked man? So I look out there and I say, who are those masked people? You know, because you can't hardly recognize them. You know, your, your cell phones, your cell phone now, they recognize your face, your picture. You know, I got this mask on, they don't know who I am. I say, you know who I am? Come on, come on. They don't know who you are. But nevertheless, we appreciate you being here. We, 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 we are uh, we're thankful for all of you that are here this morning. Amen. I kill around a lot. Amen. But we're glad to be back in the house of the Lord. Can I tell you something this morning? Our message today is get ready for change. How many is getting ready for change? Get ready for change. Now, I ain't just talking about the uh, coronavirus stuff going on and what we're having to do and all these different things that's going on in our life. You know, a lot of things have changed. The way we do things has absolutely changed. But you know what? It's okay. Sometimes change is good. And sometimes change you have to get used to. And this is something that we've all having to get used to. And how long it's going to be, we don't know. But uh, I heard them saying this uh, yesterday on the news that, you know, in churches, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely almost impossible for church choirs to practice, uh, uh, choir practice uh, right now. And they said the only time that it will be safe, if then it will be safe, is when they come up with a coronavirus, uh, uh, what you call this thing, a vaccine. When they get the vaccine, then it'd be more, more, you'd be more relaxed to do choir practice and stuff like that. So let me tell you something. One thing Pine Level's got, they got a good choir. Is that right? Amen? Okay. Yeah. So it'll be back after a while. But how many appreciate your praise team right now? Amen? They're doing good? Yeah? Doing good. Our band, appreciate them. Appreciate everybody. Amen. God's good. But get ready for change. Let me tell you something. God's trying to get us to a place in the spirit. And the key to that journey is remaining. In other words, get ready for change. That's what God's wanting us to do. God's wanting us to get ready for change. How you know, Pastor? Because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Somebody say God bless the reading of his word. One more time. Verse 18. Remember. Everybody say remember. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. 
Behold, I will do a new thing. Somebody say a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. How I many know God's able to make ways where there ain't no ways? Do things where it's impossible. Because the Bible declares what's impossible man is very possible with God. Now the Bible said, verse 18, remember. The word said remember, to call to mind, remember something. Uh, to be thought of, think about it. Uh, to hold in the mind. Uh, that's what you do when you remember things. Uh, I remember some things when you come up as a child uh, that are a lot different than what, they were, than what they are right now. Amen? So there's still things in your mind that you hold there. Uh, there's still things there that you recall on. Uh, there's still things that you think of. Uh, and that's what God said. He said, remember you not. So, you know, the former things, uh, we, we, some of the things that, well, that's behind us, uh, we absolutely need to forget. Uh, but here's the one thing uh, I think, or here's the one I think the Holy Spirit is warning against. Uh, it is to make a memorial in other words, to enshrine something uh, as so important or so big uh, and so grand that you can't move past it because you worship uh, what you have uh, 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 enshrined. The Holy Spirit asked the question, shall ye not know it? Ain't that what the Bible said? In other words, it is very possible that I would do something new, God said. I would do something new. I would do something better, greater, grander, more magnificent than you have ever seen or experienced before. But you can miss it because you're still worshiping at the enshrined memory of the past. Can I get an amen? amen. How many knows we don't want to miss nothing from God? We don't want to miss nothing from God. And what's going on in America today, what's going on around the world today, with what's happening in the churches today, it's very easy now at the times where we are. We can miss what God is wanting the church to do. Amen. When he says, remember not, he is saying, don't let enshrined memories of the past keep you from moving forward. But thankful for the wonderful memories, but do not be a prisoner of the past, good or bad this morning. You know, I've often said, I heard a preacher say many years ago, if you're living in your past, say goodbye to your future, you don't have one. You can't live in the past and have a future. Amen. What's in the past is in the past. It's already done. Ain't a whole lot you can do about it. How many know you can't do nothing about what you did yesterday today? Well, you can, you, if you hurt somebody, you can actually go, you, you, you apologize and make that right. But I'm talking about things that, 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 that have happened, that you've done. That you, I, I mowed grass yesterday. Can I tell you something? I can't go mow that grass no more. What do you mean? You'll mow it again next week. It won't be the same, it'll be the same grass, but it won't be the same. You know, it keeps growing. You don't cut the same. Well, that wasn't a good scenario, but anyway, that's what I said. Amen. So remember not, he said, it's time for a new thing. How many believe that? God said, behold, I will do a new thing. There has been a great upset in the church as we know it today. Great upset. Now we could look at this as a negative way huh, if we want to. If we, this is the first time we've been in church, I'm not mistaken. This is the first time we've been in church since the first week of, of March. Is that right? The second week of March, we were out. We've been out of church from the second week of March to the second week of, of, of June. March, April, May, June. April, May, June. Three months? That what it is? Three months we've been, we, we have been not in church. 
we've had outside church. Now, we hadn't had a, we hadn't had a, Wednesday, a Sunday night service in three months. We haven't had a Wednesday night service in three months. That's a long time. When you go three months without having a Sunday night service, guess what? People get used to not having a Sunday night service. So when you start by having a Sunday night service, guess what's going to happen? Oh, no, I enjoyed it so much, I'm not going to go. I'll watch it on the TV. How many know that? Well, it is the same, but it ain't the same. Because you folks that can't be here, rest assured the same God that's here can be with you. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about for us local folk. Us local folk need to be in church. Is that all right? Thank you. All, all both of you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Wednesday night, Brother Max has been doing an outstanding job at, 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 at uh, Bible studying on Wednesday night. In other words, we moved, we moved the Thursday morning Bible study to the Wednesday night thing. That way you can still get your Bible study. Some were concerned, well, Pastor, they're not seeing you enough. I said, well, if, if you see me too much, they get tired of me. Is that all right? I didn't get an amen there, so maybe it'll be okay. Anyway. So, there has been a great upset, so said. Now we can look at it negative. But what I see is God is getting ready for change. How many believe God's getting ready for change? God's wanting you and I. God's, I believe this morning God's put all this stuff in order. All this stuff is happening. He's allowed all this stuff to happen because sometimes people get very set in their ways. It's always the same thing over and over and over. But now that we've had to change a lot of things, what God is saying is now that he's about to change some things, get used to it because I'm getting ready to change some things. I'm going to do things better and greater than you can ever imagine. In other words, church is going to be better than it's ever been that people can even imagine what it is today in Jesus name now let me tell you something I don't pretend to know everything God has in store for us today I don't pretend to know everything as a body or as an individual as individuals I don't claim to know everything what God's going to store but I do understand uh, the word change the word change implies movement, so to speak. Uh, let me be even more specific. Uh, change speaks of transition, uh, and transition speaks of movement, uh, progress, a uh, uh, forward motion. Let uh, I me mean, know the church is getting ready to move forward uh, faster and quicker than she ever has before. Transition is always about leaving one place and go to another. Elisha couldn't get into Bethel without leaving Gilgal. If he didn't leave Gilgal, he'd still be in Gilgal. He had to leave there to go to Bethel. Amen? The same is true about Jericho. He couldn't get to Jericho without leaving Bethel. Change means leaving some things behind. Change is something that, he, that requires a participation. Change cannot happen by accident. And change is a choice to cooperate and move with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen? Change is a choice. I mean, no change is a choice. And I choose to move with God. Amen. Change has three main components. Letting go of the old, trusting, and taking hold of the new. Let go of the old, trusting God, and take hold of the new. Why is change so hard most of the time? Because most of the time, the Holy Spirit doesn't tell us exactly where we're going. He just witnesses to our spirit that our time in a certain place or, or in a certain conditions or, or, a, cer or, or, or a certain environment uh, is getting ready to change. Then we must decide if we really want everything God has prepared for us uh, or we, are we going to settle for the comfortable and for the familiar. How many like to be comfortable? Everyone likes to be comfortable, raise your hand. 
rest of your life. Everybody likes to be comfortable. But you can't get caught up in your comfortness with God. Let me tell you something. I don't believe an individual store should ever get comfortable with God. Because every day with God's a brand new day. Every day with God is, 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 is something different every day. Amen. I mean, believe God's exciting. Yes. And God, God is a God of change. Amen. So that was Elijah, Elijah's role in Elijah's change. Elijah was playing the devil's advocate. In other words, Elijah was speaking as the devil would to, to try and discourage someone from receiving God's best. I mean, no, when, when Elijah would tell Elijah, he said, no, look, I'm fixing to leave here and I'm going to go over there. You just wait right here for me and, 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 and I'll be over there and, and whatever. And Elijah, what Elijah said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. I'm not leaving your, you're not doing, why, why? Because Elijah told us that if you see me, if you see me when it happens, then you're going to get what you asked for. In other words, how many know Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind? He told Elisha, he said, now when you see it, when you see what God's going to do, then you're going to be blessed. So, so Elijah told Elisha, he said, look, you wait right here. I'm going over here. And Elisha, no, 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 no. Uh -uh, I'm going with you. Everywhere you go, I'm, in other words, I'm, I'm hooked at the hip with you, bud. You ain't going to leave me. Amen? So that, and that's what, you know, he was, just, he was just trying to see where Elisha was. He wanted to see if Elisha was truly wanting what, what, what he was asking for. Or was it just words falling out of his mouth? Amen. Of course, Elijah wanted Elisha to receive the manna. He wanted him that. He said he had poured into his life over 10 years. He done put over 10 years in Elisha. So sure, he wanted him to receive the manna. But he knew Elijah. He knew Elisha had to want it enough to change. How many want church to be different enough that you're willing to change? No. In other words... He had to want it enough to let go and leave the comfortable and the familiar to go after the unseen and the unknown. You see, that's what people are scared of change because they're scared of the unseen. They're scared of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. It, how many believe it takes faith to serve God? There's a bus sitting out there in that parking lot somewhere that was purchased in January. And we took trips January and February. We never took one in March, did we? So we've been on two trips, three trips. How many have we been? Two, three? And we got a limousine sitting out there. Folks rather, rather ride the bus than a limousine. I don't understand that. That's crazy right there. Now. But anyway. So, but how many knows it took faith for that bus to be sitting in that parking lot? Huh? Come on. It took faith for that bus to be sitting in that parking lot. Was it uncertainty? Yeah. Was it unseen? Yeah, we don't know. We didn't know. But we trusted God. And when you trust God, God will deliver. Amen. God's going to see it through. Even through everything that's going on with this coronavirus, even the way things are going on with this, uh, you would think that things would, would get a little harder and harder and harder. But I'm going to tell you something. Because of you and because of your sacrifice, uh, it had to slow up a bit. Uh, every bus payment's been made. Money's been brought in for it. Uh, all the ties tie, are being paid. Uh, payments are being paid. Uh, and sure, everything's been cut in half. Uh, but God has furnished what we need. Uh, it's because of you and your sacrifice. Uh, and I want to let you know something. Uh, the Pine Level Church is thankful to you uh, for everything thing you've done because had you not been willing to change and do it the way, the way it needs to be done we still be in the negative this morning but God's blessed us because our folks that trust and believe God 
You see, change is a difficult place many times because it is between, it is, it is, it is, it is an in-between place. Well, I'm here to get there. I got to change. So in between here and there, something's got to change. You see, that's why change is so hard sometimes. It's difficult. It is the squeezing place. How many know God will squeeze you every once in a while? Huh? It's the place where you have left where you were, <clears throat> where you were adjusted, where you knew what to expect, where you had a pretty good hand on everything, and now you don't have a hand on nothing. That's why church folks get those those. A little tight here now. Come on, help me out. Well, pastor, we've done it this way, this way, this way. And, and I'm not here, you know, and I hear it here, here sometimes. Well, this is the way we did it. This is the way we used to do it. This is the way we did it. We had never done it like that before. I've heard that everywhere I've been. We've never done it like that before. I've had people tell me, say, well, it, we've already done that, and it didn't work. I say, why didn't it work? We don't know why it didn't work. Well, let's try it again and see what happens. Brother Frank, we try it again, and it just blossomed and multiplied. Why? Because the individual that did it again, that's where the heart is. If you get where your heart is with God, God's going to bless everything you do. Come on. But if there's, if there's a position in the church, you say, well, I'm going to take that position. I want that position. Nobody else is going to get it. I'm going to get that position right now. But I'm going to tell you something. If it ain't your position, you ain't got no business taking it. If it ain't what God wants you to do, you ain't going to be mistaken it. Because it's only going to go down, it's going to fail. It might go up for a while, but it's going to go down. Go up for a while, and it's going to go down. Why? Because your heart's not really into what God. And what I'm trying to tell the church is this morning, now that things are getting back to where we're going to start coming to church and doing things, let's get to where God wants us to be. In other words, the calling us on our life, what we feel good at, and what we really desire to do, that's what we need to be working at for the glory of God. Is that all right? God called me to be a preacher. He didn't call me to be a car salesman. I can't sell cars. Frankie said he can. You know why? His heart's in it. He knows how to. I t let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I guarantee you this morning he studied people. And he knows. You know, a, a good salesman will quit asking questions when the sale is made. A lot of sales will keep on, keep on, keep on. They talk the way right out of sale. Amen. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to say that's where his heart is. My heart is in preaching the word. My heart is in studying the Bible. My heart is in passing the church. That, that's my passion. That's what God, that's what I have for God. That's what God's called me to do. And that's what I want to do. Did I say I was good at it? No, I just said I'm trying to do my very best at it. That's what I'm trying to do. And let me tell you this, what God has done over the years from 1978 to right now where I'm standing at today, God has moved us from, from territory to territory to territory, from place to place to place. God has helped us move from here, right here. I'm talking about from the bottom, at the bottom of the barrel. That's where he started at. And now God's got us up here about midway to the barrel. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying God has blessed us over the years and God has multiplied and helped us. And what are you saying? I'm saying it's because I have a heart and a compassion for what God's called me to do. And God wants me to love people. And that's one of the greatest things I'd rather do than anything else is love people in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> See, I love you folks, believe it or not. <clears throat> I do love you. I love you enough that it's okay if you get mad with me. I heard a preacher say that this morning. I said, you know, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to use that. I love you enough for you to get mad at me. Because if I didn't love you, I wouldn't preach the word of God like the word of God ought to be preached. 
In other words, I just preach all the good stuff to you and tell you how good it is, tell you how well you're doing, how everything's doing great, and you'll find everything's good, blah, blah, blah. That's what I would do. That's what I would, I would do if I didn't love you. But sometimes you have to preach against the grain. And when you do that, Brother James, some folks get a little ill. They get mad with the preacher. And there was a while, I'd sort of kick it when they get mad. Right? Look at that. Oh, I've done something right. They're getting mad at me now. Because huh? the Bible said, be careful for everybody is on your side. Be careful for everybody's agree with everything you say. So when people get mad, I go vent to my wife a little bit. I tell her, I say, can you believe that they're mad because I, I did this or I said this or I said that? And then we'll talk about it a little bit, and then I say, well, it's okay. God's going to look after it. Amen? Ain't God good? <clears throat> you can't let things bother you. Amen? Ain't God good today? Praise the Lord. So, <clears throat> let me tell you this. Change is the place where you have left where you were. Amen? Now, it is the place where faith is tested. How many believe change causes faith to be tested? It's a place where you are tempted to grumble and complain and start looking back to the old familiar comfort zone. That's what changed. That's what changed. Look at the children of Israel. God brought them out of Israel. God brought them out of Egypt. Oh, they marched along and everything good. But now all of a sudden, they had the Red Sea. What in the world are we going to do now, Moses? Hey, we need to turn around. We can't go back. The enemy's right by behind us. Can I tell you something? You can never go back because the devil's always on your heels. You can't never go back. The devil's always on your heels. But then to get out in the wilderness because they didn't have enough faith to go ahead and walk over into the promised land like God wanted them to do. It took just a few days, while well, I understand. Well, what I've heard theologians, I've heard some say it would take 10 days. Some say it would take 12 days. Some say it would take four or five days to go from, the, from, the, from, the, from the Egypt to the promised land. But because of their disbelief, because they couldn't trust God, they marched around in that wilderness for 40 years. I mean, I believe if you march around and around and around something for 40 years, you'd probably complain too. Backbiting, barely ate and grumbling. Well, it wasn't God's fault they were out there. Whose fault was it? It was their fault because they had two men. Had two men that said, oh, we can do this. God's on our side. Let's go for it. Amen. So, so what happens? So, so, so you want to go back. When, when, when they were out there in the wilderness, they said, what did they Moses? Look, it had been but a week. They went back to the state in Egypt. At least we had cucumbers and garlic meat. Amen. What would you do? You bring us out here to die? Uh-huh. Don't be tempting God like that because what happened? That whole generation just died completely out from 19 years and under. They the ones that won't. Did you know, that if, you, if you stop and look at it and think about it, there was only two people, only two people, that started that journey from the, from, from, the, from the prison places of Egypt to the promised land. Only two people that started that journey made it. Who were they? Joshua and Caleb. They the only two people that finished the journey that started that journey into the promised land. Now, to me, that's astounding. To me, that's eye-opening. To me, that's, hey, what's the deal here? Hmm? So let's don't miss what God's got for us. So change is a place where you either back, break through or you break down. It is a necessary place because it is proving, it is proving ground. It is where you prove to God by your actions and your attitude that you are more interested in following him than being comfortable. I think one of the most exciting and inspiring things that I learned from, from the story of Elijah and Elisha was this. Elisha went beyond his mentor. 
In other words, Elisha pushed for more. Elisha had developed his own appetite. Elisha didn't just want what he saw in, in, in and on Elijah. He wanted double. Because he asked Elijah, hey, Elijah asked Elisha, what, what, what do you want? He said, I want a double portion of, of what you've got. I want a double Elijah, Elijah said, well, you've asked for a hard thing. But if you see me, then, then, then that's all going to come to place. Which means this morning, he not only wanted what he had seen and experienced with Elijah, he wanted more. He wanted what he had never seen and he wanted what he had never experienced before. He didn't want just what Elijah had. He wanted above and beyond what Elijah had. Amen. I don't want what pastors behind me had. Thank God for what they got. I, I, I thank God I have what some of what they had. But that ain't my stopping point. I want to go as far as God wants me to go and receive even more double portion than anything God wants us to have. <clears throat> High level, you've had some good pastors because of comments I've made. I mean, not I made. Sorry about that. George, how about fixing that for me? I didn't mean to say that. <clears throat> you've had some good pastors from comments that I've heard from some of you. You've had some great pastors from comments that I've heard from some of you. You've had some pastors that weren't so good because of comments I've heard from some of you. Amen? Is that all right? Look how preacher getting too personal. Well, I'm just telling you facts. So what I'm trying to tell you is this morning, thank God for all the pastors you have because every pastor you've had since 1908 to right now, even back when you were Pentecostal Free Will Baptist, ain't that what you were? Pentecostal Free Will Baptist. And some 26, seven years ago, you became Pentecostals. Pastor, was that a great thing? Well, it was, it was a move. Y'all made a move. Some of you liked it, some of you didn't. Some of you still like it, some of you still don't. Amen? I'm just being honest with you. How do you know? Because of comments I'm here. <clears throat> but can I tell you this? It's not all about a Pentecostal free will Baptist. It's not all about a Pentecostal. It's all about your relationship with Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what it's all about. Amen? Come on. You don't worship, you don't worship, you don't worship a congregation. I mean, a, you don't a denomination. You don't worship a denomination. You worship Almighty God. You're just under that umbrella. Amen? That's where you are. You're under that umbrella. And because it's good to be on an umbrella because you, 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 you answer somebody, you're subject to somebody. Is that okay? So get ready for change. But what I'm saying is all the pastors you've had since 1908 to right now, the one you got right now, and I'm gonna tell you, the one you got right now is far better than any one you've ever had. Joy, take that out. I didn't mean to say that either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will, I will go as far as to say this though. I'm not the best by no means. But I can tell you this, I'm a long ways from the worst. Okay? That's why I tell folks everywhere I go. I'm not the best, but I'm a long ways from the worst. Is that okay? But what you've had, Pastor, but you know what? I'm not hooked in, hooked on what pastors have done in the past. Because this pastor got you to hear. This pastor got you to hear. This pastor got you to hear. Then the, this pastor got you to hear. And now the, the, where we are right now, all these pastors have put into the, to the, to the work to get us where we are right now. And I'm praying and I'm hoping that God's going to help me as your pastor that's going to get us to the next level that he wants us to be. Amen. And if the Lord tarries, the one that comes after me, huh, which is going to be hard to do, huh, the one that comes after me, praise God, huh, then he's going to take from where we are, where we left off, huh, and he's going to build on that huh, and get you all the way to the next level, but I'm looking for Jesus to come back uh, in this generation that I'm living in right now. I don't think this world can go much longer the way, the way things are going uh, because the word of God's being lined up. The prophecy is being fulfilled every day that we live uh, and one day it's going to come to an end. It's all going to be over. So what you and I need to be doing is preparing uh, to meet the Lord in the air uh, because it ain't going to be long. He's going to be coming. And to get there, uh, we may have to make some changes to get there. Amen? Glory. 
My voice is gone. I need to start preaching three times a week again, I guess. So, Elijah, Elisha wanted more. You see, I believe Elijah, as Elisha's mentor, knew something about what God had in store for Elisha. Elijah knew God's got something in store for him. In other words, God's got a whole lot more for him than even God's got for me. Now, how many of you know that jealousy can't, can't play a factor in this right here? Huh? Come on, help me out. So, he perceived it. He was preparing him for it. Elijah was preparing Elisha for what was about to start happening. But, but I believe Elisha's request surprised Elijah. In reality, it is what every mentor and spiritual father wants for their spiritual sons or daughters. But it's rare. You know what Elisha told Elijah? He said, what you want? He said, I want double. Ooh. Then Elijah let Elisha know, if you want double, my friend, it's going to cost you. Wait a minute, preacher. Uh, you look at what Elijah went through by obeying God. You look at the anointing, so to speak, that was on Elijah. And what Elijah was letting Elisha know, for you to get what I got, it's going to take a lot of work on your part. In other words, it ain't something, son, that I can just hand you and you take it and you run with it. No. Elijah, Elisha had to study. He had to pray. He had to get a hold of God. He had to make sure everything he'd done was right in the sight of God. He had to make sure all things, were, that he was ready for whatever God was getting ready. You see, he said, I want a double portion. That's the way it should be. I want what God has for me. This is what Elijah was saying. He says, I want what God has for me through you and then I want my own. Uh-huh. Elijah, I want a double portion. In other words, I want what's, what you got. I want what God's doing through you. But not only do I, I don't want to stop there, I want my own. I don't want just tell everybody that what I got and what this is Elijah. Uh, what I want to be able to tell folks is Elijah helped me to get to where I'm at right now, but God has helped me to build on what Elijah has given me. And now uh, what you're seeing now is my own uh, because God has helped me to go far beyond uh, where Elijah was at because God has given me a double portion. That's my prayer, that God's going to help me get to the place uh, that it's not, it's not just theirs, pastors before me, uh, but what God's given me is my own. Uh, and Brother Frank, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that one day, uh, if the Lord tarries, uh, that one day, whatever, whoever comes behind me, uh, they'll say, I'm building one what Pastor Barbie built, but now I'm not stopping there because God is getting ready to take us and he's going to change some things so we can get to the next level for the glory of God. Is that all right? Because when I get ready to go <clears throat> and it's time for me to pass this mantle, it won't be Elijah's mantle. I'm passing. It'll be my own. Elijah passed his mantle. Elisha's saying, hey, when it comes time for me to pass, my, pass, pass the mantle, I don't want to pass Elijah's mantle. I want to pass my own mantle. Is that okay? Because I want my own deal with God. I'm talking today about getting ready for change. I've been talking about getting ready for change because one of the most important ways to position ourselves for change is to know what to expect. In other words, to know what change looks like and feels like. How many knows what change looks like? If you haven't learned what change is about in the last the nine weeks, last 12 weeks, if you haven't realized what change looks like, you ain't changed a bit. 
In other words, you ain't took none of this stuff serious. You don't care. You just go out and do anything you want to do. You hug everybody's neck. No, no, no. Just some people says, no, don't you touch me. Don't you get near me. My wife's on my case all the time because I, I get too close. She says, you get too close. That's why I told this morning, I'm going to surprise her. That's why I'm going to come in the side door. I tried to come in that door. It was locked. I tried to come in that door. It was locked. I said, well, I guess I'm going to come through the roof. But nevertheless, we knocked on the door and we came in. I guess people say, well, where's the preacher? Where's Miss Judy? Because you're used to seeing us. Well, uh, you know, God's anointed me to be smart enough to do what my wife says do. In some things. <laughs> so we know what change looks like. We know what change feels like. Now, the Holy Spirit has given us a sense of what to expect as we change. Position ourselves for change begins by, de by declining that if there, are, there is more for us, we want it. Amen? Not declining, deciding. Position ourselves to, for change because by deciding that if there is more for us, we want it. How many want more for God if it's there for us? If there's something better, we want it. If there's, if there's a better way, we want to learn it. If there's a greater anointing, we want it. Amen? How many would like to go to the bank? You take your check to the bank and you know there's more there, but you tell the bank, no, all I want is just this, just give me this much right here and just, I don't care what you do with the rest of it. Just keep, do what you want to do. Huh? How many of them do that? Say I write you a thousand dollar check this morning. God, that'd be wonderful. If I write you a thousand dollar check this morning, you take it to the bank and say, well, pastor, just give me a check just say for a thousand dollars. But you know what? All I want is six hundred dollars of it. And I don't care what happens to the other four hundred. Just take it do what you want to do. How many would do that? If you do that, you let me know. Because I want to go back and get it. <laughs> Amen? Now, you're going to take that thousand dollars. And if you don't need it right away, you're going to ask the banker, where can I put this so I, that it can draw me more money? where I can get 10 or 12% interest on it. Wouldn't that be one? And they say, well, if you put it over here for 30 days, at the end of 30 days, you're going to have $1,400 instead of $1,000. How many say, well, don't, I ain't worried about that. Just give me six turns and we'll go about my way, huh? You see, that's what we do to God. Every time God gives us, every time God wants to do something to us, and we say, no, Lord, I'm satisfied with where I'm at, and I'm comfortable where I'm at, and I'm going to worry about it. What we're telling God is, I don't need it. Just, you know, just take it, do it. Put it somewhere else. I don't want it. Uh-uh. When God moves on me for something, I say, oh, I say, is that all you got? <laughs> Wait a minute, now, you can't, you can't be, you, greedy gets you every time. You can't get greedy with God. Because faith, amen, faith gets the attention of God. You hear what I'm saying? Faith gets the attention of God. God says, okay, son, this is what, what, what I want you to do, this is what I want you to do, and this is what I'm going to give you. I say, okay, Lord, I appreciate this, appreciate that, and I appreciate what you're giving me, but is that all? Is that, is that, is that all? Is that it? Why? Because I want God to know, hey, I'm not satisfied. I'm, not, I'm still hungering and thirsting after you. How I many know if you're hungry and thirsting after the Lord, you're going to be filled? Yes. Huh? So I'm always hungering for more of God. Yes. Not that I'm trying to make him feel good. How I many know you can't make God feel good? Right. You can't make God feel bad. God's consistent in everything. I'm just trying to tell us, folks, we need to get ready for, for a great change. Amen? In other words, to know, to know what change looks like. So I said. So getting ready for change means to anticipate the new. To anticipate the different, to anticipate the greater, to anticipate the unknown, and to, 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 to anticipate, anticipate the uncomfortable, anticipate means to expect, figure on, 
to look forward to enthusiastically. I mean, it's really enthused about having church. Hmm? Church means something to me. You got some churches out there, I don't care if they start back in August or September. They don't care if they start back. They, the church don't mean that much to them. But I'm going to tell you something. Church means something to me because the Bible says forget not to assemble yourselves together. Amen. I said a while ago, some people get so used to not having Sunday night that they're going to just, you know, get uncomfortable. You got some, I think we're the only church that has started Sunday night service. So my thing is, why is those churches not having Sunday night? Why don't they come over and be with us? Anyway, I'll leave that alone too. Let me tell you something. When you go camping, how many folks go camping? I see you waving a hand out. I'm talking about camping now. I'm talking about real camping. Oh, yeah, I got some hands. We'll fix it to find out. When you go camping, I mean really camping without the camper on wheels. How many go camping now? Oh, I got one back there that goes camping without wheels. You leave your microwave, you leave your curling iron, you leave your hair dryer, <clears throat> and you anticipate the uncomfortable and the inconvenient. That's what you do when you go camping. I'm talking about really camping. My wife says, we need to start going camping. I camped all I wanted when I was in the Army. I had a, I had a half a tent. I had to go find somebody else with, a, with another half. We put it together, and that's how we, that's how we slept in the woods. Amen. But back in my days, they were straight. No, I mean, anyway. You anticipate that, that something may happen out of the ordinary when you go truly camping. That's part of the excitement of camping, the thought of seeing and experiencing new things, different things, things beyond your control. That's why people go camping. You crawl into bed one night, and there's a snake laying there with you, and that's unexpected. That causes excitement. That causes me to try to place down. And once I got it torn down, I'm packing up and going to the house. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. That is part of getting ready for change. It is facing the future fearlessly, knowing that this is a God journey and the one who has brought you to this place is the same one who is leading the way into the unknown. I mean, no, God's got you where you are right now. I mean, no, God's not going to stop with you right now. God's going to continue on. I believe this is the reason God will lead the children of Israel or lead the children of Israel through the wilderness with a cloud by day and a fire by night. God's part was to lead the way by the pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire. The part was to, the part was to stay ready for change. In other words, that part, I mean, was, was to, to stay ready for change because that cloud can move any moment. It didn't sit still all the time. It moved. In other words, they were to live every minute with an attitude of readiness to move when the cloud moves. That's what God's wanting you and I to do. He wants us to live at every moment that God would move. And when God moves, he says, move with me and you will be blessed in Jesus' name. Exodus 13, 21, 22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. In other words, it was always there. The cloud by day was there. The, the pillar of fire was there. It was all there. Amen. It was there. Then Exodus 40 and 36 through 38. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle. In other words, God settled down over the tabernacle. God settles down over Pine Level Church. He settles down over it. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. In other words, when the cloud rose up and it moved, the children of Israel went with it. When the cloud moves up over PH Pine Level Church, 
we move with the cloud. Amen. Verse 4, verse 37. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. In other words, as long as God settled down on it, they stayed with God. God wants me to tell you, church, he's getting ready to lift the cloud. He's getting ready to move it. In other words, he's saying get ready for change because I'm about to do a new thing that you can't even imagine. Is that all right? I thought I'd had a shout right here, but nevertheless. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. In other words, God never left their side from the time they left Egypt all the way till they got to the promised land. He was with them even through the promised land. Amen. So this was put in scripture to illustrate to us that we are never to get stuck even if and when it was God that led you to the place you are. Sometimes God leads you there. How many know God will lead you out of where you are? Amen. You can't get stuck there as well. This is where God brought us. This is where God has set us. This is what God wants. Understand that. But you can't get stuck there. Even when you know that what you are experiencing is a God thing. Huh? You have to stay ready for change. There has to be a sensitivity in the leading of the Holy Spirit. How many know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be sensitive to the Spirit of God? Mm -hmm. That cloud and that fire were, are not in the natural, physical, visible arena anymore. We don't have the cloud to see, we don't have the fire to see anymore. It's not there anymore. Now that cloud and that pillar of fire is in you. It's in me. What are you talking about? The Holy Spirit leads us from the inside, but it is just as real and just as valid and more so, uh, uh, so than now uh, uh, how, he, uh, how he leads today, the children of Israel. In other words, God's doing even more today and leading us in different ways, uh, but it's also he's right there with us all the time. You know, when you get saved, uh, the Bible declared that the Holy Spirit was within you. Amen? Jesus Christ lives with you. Moses didn't know the way through the wilderness either. He was depending on the cloud and the fire also. Amen? Moses' greatest responsibility was the same as mine, to keep the people stirred up. God wants me to keep you stirred up. Sometimes I keep church folks stirred up, showing up sometimes. Amen. It's, it's, it's my responsibility to keep, keep, you, keep, you, keep you in the spirit of anticipation. It's my responsibility to keep, to keep you in an attitude of change, to keep them ready, or keep you ready for change this morning, to keep you ready, to keep you looking forward, and to keep you leaning forward, to keep you pressing forward, and to keep you anticipating the future for what God wants you now to do. I'm not selling down today when I know God's got a lot more for me tomorrow. I thank God for this day. I thank God for what he's given me today, but I'm looking for a whole lot more tomorrow. You know, I got to get you to the place that you don't settle down. I got to remind you, this is not it. This is not all there is. I mean, no, this is not it. This is not all there is. Amen. You haven't seen anything yet. I preached the message on that not too long ago. This is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just a sample of what is to come. I mean, it's looking for greater things in God. I don't believe you come to church just to be coming to church. Amen. I know you don't come to church just to see me. If you do, you come for the wrong reason. Huh? Seriously. And if all you're getting is what you get in church, you ain't getting a whole lot. That's why God says, get your word down, get the Bible down, study it. Study to, study to show thyself approved, a workman unto God. Every one of you this morning are workmen, workmen and women unto God. So we need to study the word. You need to study the word, so if I'm preaching off, if I get off base somewhere, you can come to and say, oh, that ain't what I learned. That ain't what I was taught. 
then we can discuss it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if you're wrong, amen. It's like Brother Case used to say one time, I believe you. If you believe like I believe, I believe you believe that. But if you don't believe like I believe, I don't believe you believe that. That's what he used to tell folks. But I'm not that strong with it. You know what I'm saying? God is a God of change. Huh? Come on, help me out. You haven't seen nothing yet. I do not believe that this word today is limited to us. Those by the way of internet, those by the way of YouTube in different ways. I don't believe it's just limited to us and to our church. I believe this word today, it is, this word is a word to, to the true body of Christ, the sanctified ones, the ones who have separated themselves from the confusion and corruption that is in our world and our society. I believe God wants the universal church to understand that there's great change getting ready to happen and take place in the church. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Because for God to do what he's getting ready to do, there's gonna have to be a great change in the church. Because I can tell you now, in the, in the universal church, there's great division in the church. Wait a minute, preacher. I'm just telling you a fact. I told you a while ago, it's not all about a denomination. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I can tell you for a fact, I know for a fact, I got the word of God to, to stand on, that one day, one day, and it's going to happen pretty quick and pretty soon, that every denominational wall is coming down and God's people are coming together. And they're going to be in one mind and one accord, believing the same thing, speaking the same thing, teaching the same thing, because it's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then the Bible declares that Jesus come back after a perfect church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle, or any such thing. Right now, there's great division. Jesus prayed a prayer. I pray I people pray be as one as you and I one. How many believe God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are one? Even though they're three, they're one. So Jesus said, Father, I pray that my people be as one as you and I are one. You ain't gonna get no tighter than one than, than Jesus Christ and God, amen? So, so, so the denomination world, denomination walls is coming out and God's people are gonna come together. Yeah, but they don't believe like we believe. Well, guess what? We don't believe like they believe. But I can tell you this. All of us, every single one of us, is gonna fall in line with what thus says the word of God. And then Jesus is coming back. Well, pastor, that could take a long time. No, no, in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, God can do some great things. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there, amen? So there's a shift taking place and something very powerful is getting ready to happen and God is sending this word to us uh, uh, to get ready for change. I feel it in the spirit as though it was a portal into, into the next dimension now, that will not be open long uh, and we must seize the moment. In other words, when God begins to move and God begins to do, do things, uh, we can't hesitate, we can't play around with it. Uh, we got to be ready and we got to seize the moment uh, because I'm telling you now, if I say no to God, God will go quickly find someone else that'll say yes to him. Uh, so we can't play around with this thing. Uh, it, 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 the next dimension can happen uh, and when it opens up, uh, we got to be willing to step in and folks, uh, we can't miss this. We can't miss what God is about to do. We can't only get ready for change. We must be ready for change. And I'm finishing up. Y'all come on. God is about to do a new thing and we must be ready for it. Don't let what is going on in America today hinder your walk with God. You see, this is just another trick of the enemy to get you discouraged. And there's a lot of people discouraged in this coronavirus mess that's going on. I'll be honest with you. A lot of church folks are discouraged. You got more folks that, that now that, 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 that what I'm hearing on the news and what's going on, you got more suicides now because of this mess going on. You got more people addicted to drugs and alcohol and child abuse and home. Because why? Because everybody's having to stay home. Nobody can't get along with nobody. But let me tell you something. If you got a loving family this morning, you got something to be thankful for for the glory of God. Because there's a lot of folk out there this morning. Listen to me. There's a lot of folk out there 
America this morning has got an abusive father, that's got an abusive mother, that's got an abusive spouse, and they're going through all this junk. Why? Because they're locked in and having to stay in, and the only way they can release it is release it on one of the folks. The church has got to step up and be the example she's supposed to be and let the folks out in the world know that you can. Even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of everything that's discouraging you, you can still have love one for another, care one for another, because the church is a place that people need to know that they can come to church and be able to love one another without having to go through any kind of junk. Joy, write this down. Or go back and watch it. Pine Level PH Church is a church that you can call home with people that you can call family. Huh? This church is a church, a place that you can call home with people that you can call family. One of my bishops was in the, was in the teaching session and he used that and I asked him, I said, Bishop, will it be okay if I take that statement and I use it for my local church? This was years ago. I used it then and God has moved on me and God's helped me uh, and God is just, at, and I mentioned it the other day a couple weeks ago when we were outside, uh, I said God's really moving it back in my spirit uh, that our church, this church, uh, and that's what we need to be able to advertise. Uh, this church is a place that you can call home uh, with people that you can call family. Can I tell you something? Uh, a good family. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a, a family that, that's all tore up. Uh, I'm not talking about a family that, 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 that's, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's in a mess. Uh, I'm talking about a true family, uh, a family that loves one another, cares for one another, that encourages Encourages one another, lifts up one another, helps one another. Amen. That's the family I'm talking about. Church, let me tell you something. If we're going to be the family God wants us to be, all divisions got to get out of the way. All hatred's got to get out of the way. Everything's got to be moved out that love can move in and the world out there look at us and say, that's where I need to be because those folks are not only excited about God, they're excited about one another. They care for one another and that's what I'm looking for. There's a world out there looking somewhere that they can find love and to find love in the church Today, there's going to have to be some great changes around the world. Amen. Mm. Let me tell you something. God is still God. And what you see today has nothing to do with God's plans for you and me. Wait a minute, preacher. I'm telling you the facts. Just be ready to move when he moves. Greater things, somebody say greater things, are ahead. Receive it in Jesus' name. That's what God wants me to tell the church. Greater things are ahead. Let me tell you something. I've been here two years, last month for two years, and I have seen God do, not because of me. Listen, be careful. It's not me, not me. It's God himself. But I have seen God do some good and some great things here at the Pine Level Church. I've seen people's lives change in the last two years here at the Pine Level Church. I've seen a love begin to rise up, back, rise back up into the church. When I first got here, just be honest, when I first got here, I had to go through the act of Congress to get some of you to smile. And I told you, I said, God, how many believe God's got a sense of humor? If you don't believe God ain't got a sense of humor, look at me. Look how he built me. I mean, you know, look at your neighbor. You don't think God's got a sense of humor? Look at your neighbor. Look at the one beside him. My God. No, no. 
You see, I'm, I'm one that believes that Christians should be having fun. I believe Christians should be, should be able to just be yourself. Amen. Amen. If I got to walk on eggshells around you, you find out, you'll find out something. I ain't going to walk around you long. Amen. If I got to watch every word, I, every word I say, everything I do, then, you know, then I'll make the visits like I was required to do. So you see, I like to be myself. My story said I like to let my hair down, but she took it all off last night. I like to let my hair down there once in a while and just be me. But you know what? You can't do that with everybody. Special pastor, special, special preacher. And this why. He's in an ice bubble, a glass bubble. And if you ain't careful, somebody will throw a rock and break that bubble. You understand what I'm saying? But you're going to find out most of the time I'm myself. I'm with me myself. Sometimes my wife would jerk my sleeve and she'd say, wait a minute, hold on. Let me tell you something, folks. You're looking at a pastor getting ready for change. Because God's already letting know, son, I'm getting ready to do a better and greater and bigger thing Amen. than you can ever imagine. Been praying for it for over 40 years. God said, now it's beginning to take place. God said, now it's beginning to come to pass. I'm just looking for great things from God. Amen. Amen. Please stand and say, praise the Lord. Brother David. Amen. Let's shout to the Lord this morning. Don't nobody move when you stood. here at the Palo Pentecostal Church on this June the 
2024 first Sunday morning worship service back in the church. We hope everyone has enjoyed the service today. Remember to tune in tonight with Sister Erica, Allen, and the youth service starting at 6 p.m. And then uh, Bible study coming up on Wednesday at 7 right here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Women's Church. Don't forget you can watch your services live or on demand through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash pinelevelphc and through YouTube at pinelevelphchurch. You can also listen to our services through your favorite podcast provider. Go to the quick link on the website or the app and listen to the services there. If you can't watch us, you can listen while you drive through the podcast. Also, if you're in the city limits of Pine Level now, we can we're transmitting a FM feed where you can listen to our services live uh, as well as check out choir music and other things throughout the week right there on the FM in the Pine Level City Limits. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Church, I'm Joy Perry. Back to the praising. Yeah.